This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's now time for A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. From amazing stories to colorful personalities, join us as we go in-depth with the men and women that make up the Oakland Athletics Organization. It all starts right now. Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. And I got four guests for you that I think you're really going to like. We're going to have a lot of fun with. First, you're going to hear from Johnny Damon, former Oakland Athletic, that we brought Johnny back to talk a little bit about what it was like playing for the A's in 2001. And then, of course, with the Red Sox and the Yankees. So we'll talk to Johnny. And then we'll have on former Rookie of the Year Bobby Crosby for the Athletics, who's now with the Midland Rockhounds. And we'll also talk about A's fantasy camp that's coming up in January. Lou Trevino stopped by A's cast live after a very good outing. Three strong innings as Lou's trying to get it back here in 2019. And then a real treat for you. While I was uh, not doing the show, Roxy Bernstein stepped in for me, and he had the great C.C. Sabathia, a guy that I think a lot of us believe will be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is going to be the last year for C.C. The Yankees are going to be in the playoffs for sure. So I haven't heard this interview yet, so we're all going to hear it together. C.C. Sabathia with my pal, Roxy Bernstein. But Johnny Damon, we'll lead off with him. A two-time World Series champion, won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox when they broke the curse of the Bambino, and then he won a World Series in 2009 with the New York Yankees. A two-time All-Star, an AL stolen base leader, and I think what you're going to like about this conversation with Johnny Damon is the fact that he played those years in Kansas City from 1995 to 2000, and they weren't very good. And it really was with the Oakland Athletics where he learned how to be a winner, where he learned what what it was like playoff baseball. So here is Johnny Damon on his time with the Athletics. Then, of course, moving on to Boston and New York. Here is the two-time World Series champion. Johnny Damon is with us here. Johnny, welcome to A's Cast Live with Chris Towns. It's great to have you on. Hey, guys, it's great to uh, be back with the uh, fans from the Bay Area. It's great. Yeah, you know, I mean, not only did, you know, you think about your time uh, with the A's, you played against the A's, too, especially in the postseason. What was it What was it like for you to be here in the East Bay for that one season? Oh, man, it was fantastic. I mean, I finally learned how to play winning baseball. I mean, I always um, – put the game on my shoulders. So whenever we lost, you know, I would always blame myself. And, you know, Jason Giambi taught me how to play winning baseball. It's like, um, I always cared about the team, but I always thought I should get a hit. And I always should do something that made a difference in the game. But you know what? There's a lot of uh, players that you count on to uh, be um awesome as well so uh i think our team in oakland was so good and unfortunately you know we just you know got cold for those uh couple games and uh and that you know possibly cost us a world series because we played arizona very well that year and we know seattle from our division played uh, very well i mean 116 wins um, we actually thought we were better. I mean, obviously, it's easier to say <laughs> than, um, um, but you know, they they were awesome that year. But we just felt like we had their number, and we also felt like we had Arizona's number, and especially with our pitching staff. I mean, wow, winning baseball. And thanks to the A's, I was able to uh, 
learned a lot about it and uh, was able to uh, take it to uh, the other places that I played. Yeah, that's really cool because, yeah, Kansas City had a bunch of good young players, but, of course, they all got shipped out. And the fact that you get to Oakland, you realize, wow, this is what winning baseball is like. And then, of course, you did carry that on. Talk to that. You carried it on to Boston, and then, of course, you carried it on to New York. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was fun baseball, you know, because when I went to the ballpark in Kansas City, it was always like we have to be at our best for a chance to win. Like we can't make mistakes or we automatically lose. So it's, um, but you know, finding a happy medium (laughs) to be happy going to the ballpark to see these guys, um, put up those remote control planes and the, uh, the four wheel drive trucks and hitting golf balls into Mount Davis. I mean, that, (laughs) that was fun. I mean, wow. And, I didn't realize baseball could be that fun. I mean, because in Kansas City, if you struggled, I mean, you were um, talked about going back to Omaha right away, and that's that's ne- never fun when uh, you're trying to be in the big leagues. And you know, they they start mentioning going back to the minor leagues. It's it's never a good thing. But playing in Oakland, wow, and they didn't care about your batting average. They worried about trying to get the other pitchers pitch count up super early, especially in the first game of a series. So now you start beating up on the bullpen. So the next couple of games, the starting pitcher has to um, come after you because the bullpen's absolutely shot. So, I mean, I, I was thinking, wow, that's, that's a good way to look at playing baseball. And that's exactly what we did. And especially in the second half, we started dumping people. So that was definitely fun. Yeah, you scored 108 runs that year with the Athletics. But I want to get into, you know, Kansas City, the market, Oakland, the market. So it's a complete 180 once you get to Boston and New York. And when I looking at your career, I think it's interesting that you get to go to those crazy, insane big markets as you're entering the prime of your career. What was it like going to Boston, and then what was it like playing for the Yankees? Oh, well, both places were incredible. But going into the offseason from Oakland, my biggest thing was trying to get closer to the East Coast because I had two very young kids who didn't travel um, with me that year, and I just really wanted to be as close as possible to them. So I really thought going to New York with Giambi was going to work out, but because of they signed Rondell White very quickly into the uh, offseason that, you know, it shifted my attention actually to the Rangers to get a little closer to home, and I grew up with John Hart. I went to his camps as a kid, and, you know, it's a lot closer to Florida than um, Oakland, uh, even though we it was still in the uh, Western Division. So John Hart said he had no money, that he had to shift money, and so they were able to shift Darren Oliver to Boston and take on Carl Everett's contract. And so Boston all of a sudden was the only team. And, you know, I said, wow, let's make the most of it. Let's go in and try to change the culture. And because I played in Oakland, I knew how to have fun playing baseball. So going there, it was um, learning from Oakland and then taking all of that to Boston. We changed the culture. So Oakland should um, take credit for a bunch of what we uh, accomplished in Boston. You're talking about generations, and I mean generations of Red Sox fans who never saw a World Series championship. The curse of the Bambino, they had not won since 1918. Just, I think about the Dave Roberts steal. I think about you guys being down to the Yankees and you have no chance. And the next thing you know, you come back and beat the Yankees. You sweep the Cardinals. And, oh, my God, the Red Sox are World Series champions. Take us through what that was like to lift the curse. Well, it was Totally amazing. Um, a little bit lucky. Um, I'm not sure how many um, four games in a row the Yankees lost that season. 
but to do it in the uh, playoffs, um, their bats were on fire to start the series. And I don't know what switched. Yes, our pitching got great, but, you know, also Tony Clark hit a ground rule double, which would have should have been a triple at Fenway, but therefore a run doesn't score. Therefore we're able to, uh, uh, have Millar walk. Dave Roberts still second, Bill Miller get the hit. So if we were down another run, I mean, just think about it. There's no way in heck we're going to get two off of Mariano. He's just that good. Get to get one. You have to be, uh, a little lucky as well. So, uh, everything worked out. Um, John Olerud went down. He always hit the ball solid and Tony Clark filled in for him. And Tony Clark is a little scarier threat with power. But like I said, Tony Clark hit that ball that, um, if it rattled around, um, we were in trouble, but it bounced over and we got lucky. What is that bond like for that team? The Red Sox have gone on to win more World Series, but the bond with that team and the city, what is it like? Oh, well, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, it was definitely fun when it lasted. Um, As soon as we won, you know, Derek Lowe was gone, Pedro was gone. And, you know, by the time that I left in 2006, there were only six guys left from that 2004 team. So, um, you know, I, I took a lot of heat for leaving, but it's like, okay, uh, Millar has gone, Mikhevich is gone, um, D'Lo. Um, well, let me just say the guys who, who are still there. Um, Kevin Euclid played a little bit in 2004. Um, Manny, Big Poppy, Veritek, Schilling, um, I think that's about it. Um, there's probably one more guy that, um, that's not ringing the bell right now, but yeah, they, unfortunately when the team, uh, won and that bond that we created over a couple of seasons together, all of a sudden we're all, um, exchanging our loyalties elsewhere. Like Malar's in Baltimore, D'Lo was in LA, Pedro's with the Mets. And I mean, yeah, I didn't think I was going to go go to New York, not at all. But, you know, they were the team that wanted to make a splash and they wanted a leadoff hitter and a center fielder. So they, they got um, one player, covered both areas for them. And, you know, I'm so happy with that move as well. It worked out for both teams. You oh. know, they knew Jacoby Ellsbury was coming and, you know, so signing me wasn't a top priority. Let's just say center fielders always get younger. Just look at the uh, Oakland A's. They're they're very good at Moneyball and talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. You're in Boston. You've got that great flow. You've got the beard. You got the whole thing going. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at a picture of you in New York, clean shaven and a tight haircut, Johnny Damon. Boy, that was a big change. Uh, you know it was, and but when I signed with Boston, I did have short hair for my first two seasons, and then that third year going in, um, I had that concussion over at at the Coliseum, and that off season I was very tired, uh, weak, barely got out of bed. So the hair was growing, the beard was growing. Um, the beard always grew because I skied during the off season, but um, I just didn't feel like moving much. I didn't move much until about a week before spring training. And that's when I started racing cars down the road because the speed limit's like 25 miles per hour. And I was like, I got to get myself ready to roll. So the long hair was there, the beard was there and I showed up and uh, whenever you do something different in Boston, you know, people love it and you know, it's stuck. So uh, by the time I had to cut my hair and shave in New York, um, yeah, I, I understand there were a lot of disappointed people, and I was shocked that I, I wasn't going back as well. But uh, I just wish I got a better haircut. You know, at the time, <laughs> we were like, okay, let's not take too much off, but let's try to be professional. I should have just went straight mohawk or – like tried to push the rules a little bit and keep it long enough. Um, but, um, but what they agree with. So I kind of 
didn't like that um, haircut, but I definitely uh, had some cool ones afterwards. <laughs> well, you, you won a World Series as you guys beat the Phillies in 2009. But talk to us, out of all the places that you played, just talk about how different it is to play for the New York Yankees and to play in that environment. Oh, man, the um, New York Yankees, it's like the Rolling Stones its um, or the Beatles. I mean, its every time you travel, um, you have extra security. You um, stay at the finest hotels. you uh, I mean, you're the New York Yankees. I mean, people travel from everywhere, and, and they do uh, with the Red Sox as well. Um, I think the percentage of fans in the Boston area – um, or New England is greater than New York by a lot, but just the number of people um, rooting for the Yankees is just astronomical. And yeah, we were the um, traveling Beatles, um, big circus at times, and I mean, just superstars everywhere. You know, from Godzilla to Jeter to Mariano to uh, the Gambino. So pretty good, pretty good stuff. No doubt. But unfortunately, Jason wasn't with us in uh, uh, 2009, but, you know, seeing him in New York was awesome. Like uh, rejoining him again, and he was still that great teammate. And, you know, that's something that I kind of wish he could have been in Oakland his entire career, even though he left a mark in uh, New York. I mean, Jason's a man, like best teammate ever. So you have your foundation now. Tell us how Ace fans can help with your foundation. Well, um, it's the Johnny Damon Foundation, uh, JohnnyDamonFoundation.com. Um, you know, we've just done great things over the years, and uh, whatever money comes in, we take care of who needs help. You know, the first couple of years, we uh, put a few Wounded Warriors into uh, homes that Habitat for Humanity helped us build. Right now, we're trying to build a boys and girls club here in uh, just outside of Orlando, Florida. And, you know, we're continuing to um, fight for people, uh, whether it's backpacks, whether it's food, um, to feed the hungry, uh, which is continually moving forward and making sure people are taken care of and doing what we can. Uh, we can always do more, and uh, we're, we're working on doing that. Yeah, you can go to johnnydamon.com. I'm looking at it right now, the Johnny Damon Foundation. You did a lot of great things on the field, obviously, but is this the greatest thing you've ever done, helping people the way you're helping? Well, absolutely. I mean, I didn't come from much, and I got to see um, how important um, it was for, you know, not only me to be uh, taken care of and um, as a kid and – I always wanted to give back. Um, my parents couldn't afford for me to play baseball, but we had people who wanted to make sure that happened. And and we were very grateful to this day. And I, I've done what I could through the years to help some kids go up and play in the Cape Cod League or go play, um, you know, up in Jacksonville and try to help them out as much as I can, whether or not I could give them equipment or donate to the college or donate for, for the books. I mean, whatever it took. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's been some great things. And, uh, like I said, we can always do more and, you know, I'm trying to ease my kids into it because there's a slew of them and they always wonder why daddy takes off sometimes. And it's, you know, to go, go help out Joe Namath and his cause and, um, go help out, um, you know, St. Jude, go help out a lot of charities. And that's, and those are the fun ones where you get to actually go and play golf and stuff. But the um, stuff here in Orlando, when you go and see the impact that you leave on um, kids and families, uh, that's the most important thing. Johnny, you're always a class act. Thank you so much for stopping by. We truly appreciate it. We got to have you on again. And if there's ever anything you, you, you need to promote, you let us know. We'll make sure we get it out throughout the fan base. 
All right. Yeah, this is a uh, important time of the year. You know, playoff baseball is around the corner, and the A's keep pushing um, every year. And uh, you know, it's great to see. And hopefully, one of these years they can uh, um, win another championship for the great fans out there. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Take care, Johnny. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Johnny had a fantastic career, no question about it. And it's great that he's doing so well with his foundation down there in Florida. Next up, Bobby Crosby is rookie of the year with the athletics in 2004 played with the A's from 2003 to 2009. Now he's coaching down in Midland, helping young future athletics and, of course, he's going to be one of the huge number of guys that's going to be down at Fantasy Camp. Remember, Fantasy Camp is now being run by the Oakland Athletics. And you get a chance to go down to Arizona and stay in a top resort, and you get to play and wear the uniform, and then you get to be with all the guys at night, and you want to know what it's like to be a big leaguer? Well, this is your opportunity. Here is Bobby Crosby. I can't wait to talk to our guy. He was a 2004 American League Rookie of the Year, and he, you now have a chance to go play baseball with him. Bobby Crosby is with us once again here on A's Cast Live with Chris Townsend. Bobby, the last time I talked to you was Root Beer Float Day. I think that was either last year or two years ago. How have you been? I'm good. How about you? Uh, everything's great. The A's are winning, and this, I mean, this time of the year when you're in it and every single game you're just grinding it, this is what you play for is to trying to get in the postseason. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, I mean, they're, they're playing well, and, uh, you know, I'm here in Midland, Texas with the AA team, but, uh, you know, we always check up on the players there and, you know, some of the season guys are having, and uh, to see them playing well, they're, they're always in it. This is kind of when the A's, you know, typically – shine you know this time of year so you know they always kind of start out slow but you know we always will find a way to kind of come back and you know once the summer hits we get going yeah i just i just had the stat the past two years post all-star break the athletics are 63 and 35 so there is something that's ab- decent yeah there is something about the second half how is everything going in midland it's good you know we got we got some guys here who can play um we're still in the playoff on ourselves but um you know a lot of moving around with different players but uh, you know, I'm loving coaching kind of back in the game. Um, but, you know, we always look up at the big club and, and see what they're doing and to see them succeeding. And, you know, they got a lot of, you know, the front office guys are great. The staff is great. Um, um, and hearing, you know, and seeing guys like, uh, you know, Simeon, what he's doing this year. And see, I mean, not only his defense, but, you know, uh, just to seeing guys succeed in doing what they can do. And, um, you know, it's good to see. Now, you've seen A.J. Puck, and A.J. Puck is going to be yeah. coming up here. Give me a scouting report on what we're going to see from the big left-hander. He's nasty. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he obviously throws 98, 97, 98, um, 99, and, and his slider's at like 91. Um, he's, and he doesn't lack confidence, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, he's a guy who will kind of go after anybody. Um, you know, person, he's off the charts. And, you know, as a pitcher, you know, if you're seeing a guy throwing, you know, 97, 98 from the left side with that kind of slider, um, you know, he's pretty impressive. So, yeah, you guys are seeing something pretty cool. Yeah, and I, we've been talking about it here that uh, I don't see him coming to get lefties. I see bringing him in for an inning, two innings, maybe even three innings, and he's just coming after everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's not afraid of anybody, and that's that's the kind of you know the kind of guy you like. Like I said, he doesn't lack confidence. He's a guy who's he doesn't care who he's facing. Um, I know it's different at the Double A level, but just knowing him as a person, um, he's the type of guy who's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to compete. He's going to battle. If you get a hit off him, he's going to be ticked off. Um, he, yeah, I, I don't see him being scared. He's not going to be a guy. He's gonna, not going to be a lefty specialist who's going to come in and you know kind of carve a guy up. He's going to come in overpower guys. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't like confidence. He's going to be a guy who's going to go up there, and, and, I, and I think right out the gate he's going to have success. What is the experience coaching like for you, Ben, now that you're back in uniform and, and you can give the wisdom that you got in all your years playing pro ball? I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, I, you know, I pick the guys' brains. I know, I know they pick mine, too. Um, you know, I love being around the players, being around the game. Um, you know, I, I feel there's, you know, um, a lot of knowledge I can give them, but they can give me knowledge. Um, so we kind of just, you know, I go back and forth to players. I try to, to get on a player's level and kind of feel where they're at, um, you know, and see what they're thinking, what they're feeling. 
Um, you know, the players now are the same way they were before, um, you know, when I played, but um, I'm loving it. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. And to deal with a guy, like, like I said, like with AJ Puck and different guys where you get to know him on a personal level, but at the same time, um, you know, on a performance level to see what he does and see what some of these guys are capable of. Sometimes they kind of need that extra push. And at the double A level, um, you know, if they get a little push or get that little extra bit of confidence, it's fun to kind of see him grow and, and really kind of su- succeed a little bit more. Yeah, and, 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 you know, when you when you think about certain players and the grind, you know, it's, it's one thing when you're a young hotshot player, but then you're just going to start getting older players and, you know, guys who really start to question, you know, is this something that I want to do? Do I need to do I need to move on to a different career because I I might not be making it to the big leagues? What's it like when you coach one of those guys? Uh, that, that's a tougher scenario. I mean, every, everybody has their own path. Um, you know, some guys reach a point where they realize that, you know, maybe this isn't going to work for them. I mean, it, it's tough to see. Um, but you know, I, I think, um, I think anything you do, and especially in baseball, you know, confidence is a key. Um, so I think my job, you know, dealing with these players is giving them confidence, you know, whatever they're succeeding at. And they got, they got to this level. Once you get to double A level, they got this level for a reason. Um, so I think what we can do is, is boost their confidence. I mean, everybody at this level is very talented. So, um, you know, a guy like AJ Puck, you can, you know, he's an easy one, you know, you can, um, you know, not that I'm a pitching coach by any means, but you can just, you know, give them encouragement here and there. But, you know, the guys I deal with, the position players for the most part, um, you know, you uh, you give them what they need and what's going to, you know, give them the best tools for them to succeed. Um, but, you know, it's it's a very small margin between the guys in double-A and the guys in the, in the big leagues. And it's just, it's a matter, it's a matter of success. So, um, um, you know, and, and that confidence, uh, you know, it's, that's what breeds that success. You know, one of the reasons why I asked you that is Corbin Joseph was on our program on fr- on Friday, and we talked yeah. to him. I mean, when you're married and you have kids and you wonder if you're yeah. ever going to get back to the big leagues and do I go need to go get a different job, get a different career? And that's why, you know, he steadied the course. And how great is it to see somebody like that get a chance not only to get back to the big league level, but get a chance to help a team try and get in the postseason? It's awesome. You know, I only dealt with Corbin a little bit in, in spring training. Um, obviously, you know, I, I didn't get to deal with him too much, but, he, you know, a great dude. But to see, you know, a guy that, you know, wants to grind it and wants to get back out there, you know, it's sometimes it's those little things. It's uh, It could be one little thing that, that he finds in his swing, um, one little bit of confidence where he's like, okay, that's it, and that, that can take you back up there. But to see him kind of do that and get back, back up to where he should be um you know it's awesome and great for him great for his family well also going to be great is going to be fantasy camp and what's cool now is that the a's have taken over fantasy camp it's going to be january 9th through the 14th you're going to have guys like vita blue you're going to have dallas braden campy's going to be there carney lansford the world series champion bobby you're going to be there you're staying at a four-star resort in scottsdale and i've been told over the years i mean shooty babbitt goes down it's just like this is such a blast that they get to rub elbows with you guys and you get to have cocktails and dinner at night and it's just what a great experience this is for anybody who is a big time a's fan yeah i've gone the last two years um and it's it's an experience um you know, uh, the guys who come always have fun. You end up meeting guys who are, you know, from the experience I've had, they become lifelong friends. Um, you get to hang out with the players. We give each other a hard time, just like any other big league or minor league clubhouse. Um, the best part, being around the guys. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but, um, you know, when, when you're out of the game, being, being in the clubhouse, being around the guys is something that guys miss. Um so to be in the clubhouse with, you know, former A's players and even, your, you know, the peers and the guys that, that, that come in and they're part of fantasy camp, just giving each other a hard time. Um, it's, it's an awesome week. Um, you, know, I'll ask, I'll, you know, I'll come back anytime they ask me. Um, it's something that is uh, – it's, it's really special. And you talk to anybody who's been, they all say the same thing, that it's, it's, a, it's a pretty special week. No doubt about it. You can book Fantasy Camp, athletics.com slash fantasy camp. And you think about the timing of it, January 9th through the 14th. Boy, this would make one heck of a Christmas gift, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be amazing for an A's fan to get that gift on Christmas Day? 
Absolutely. And they get to spend my 40th birthday with me. So, I mean, I hope you pass that up, right? What? So You're turning – January... well, well, my birthday is January 12th, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend it in a fantasy camp and have – you know, I'm sure I'll – I'll get my uh, my chops busted by a bunch of people, but I um, I personally wouldn't pass it up to go to this. So I think you know someone's going to give that a gift to somebody. Um, it, it'd be a phenomenal gift to give to somebody. It's it's a it's a week that I I mean everybody that goes at the end of the week they always say um, I got to come back. A lot of people get it for anniversary gifts or they get it for birthday gifts or Christmas gifts, and they find a way to end up coming the next year. So it's uh, it's kind of an addiction. Um, but it's something that is it's it's a blast. Wow, you just made a lot of us feel old. You're turning forty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has to happen at some point. Yeah, Why not at fantasy yeah. camp? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna spend it with a bunch of guys in Arizona. I love it. Let's end on this. And we talked to Fran yeah. Reardon, the uh, AAA manager, about this. You know, yeah, what, what? what is it like for you when you've been coaching a guy and then he gets that call that he's going up to AAA? What is that moment like for you and the coaching staff? Oh, it gives you goosebumps. I mean, it, um, it's the best feeling. You know, um, you see what the guys put in every day. Um, you see how much they care. I mean, this is their life. Um, so to, to see them – Buster butt every day to see him mentally grind, um, to give that present to somebody, to give him that opportunity to, to go up to the next level. It's the best. I mean, there's there's really nothing like it. Um, you know, it, you know, I guess you'd have to see it firsthand to see how much these guys care and how much the, the staff cares on a whole about these guys' success. But um, to be able to give this guy a gift, um, I mean, Fran's on a different level. To be able to tell a guy he's going to the big leagues is, I mean, off the charts. But for us to have a guy, hey, you're moving one step in the right direction, you're going to AAA, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great feeling. It's an accomplishment for him, but on the staff, uh, we love it. It's an accomplishment for us as well. Bobby, great stuff. Hopefully we're bringing this show to Fantasy Camp. We're thinking about doing that. So hopefully we'll be there for your birthday and uh, we'll have a few cocktails. (laughs) That sounds great. Good luck the rest of the season. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm hoping I get down there for Fantasy Camp because I've heard it's nothing but a blast. And everybody becomes friends for life. So uh, what a Christmas gift that would make, no question. Lou Trevino hasn't been the year that he wanted. But lately, he's been throwing the ball better. Lou came over to A's Cast Live, our set, when we're at home. We're right by the A's dugout, and we got a chance to check in with a hard-throwing right-hander. Here is Sweet Lou. We do have Lou Trevino here on A's Cast Live. How you doing, big man? Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? Uh, this is the jersey you're going to be wearing. Have you seen this yet? This is the first time seeing it. It looks awesome. Like, I really like that a lot. It's a real clean look. Yeah, yeah. clean, just... Looks pretty, man. Looks sweet. What do like you that. What are you gonna have the back uh, on the back of your jersey? Oh, the classic sweet Lou. You know, you can't you can't <laughs> stray too far from that name. You know, so I'm just gonna stick with it. I know I've had Townie since I was a little kid. It's just, it, it is it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. I'm not I'm not coming up with anything cool anytime soon. So I'm just gonna stick with sweet Lou. You know, I've been saying on the post game show, Stella's gotten her groove back. And that's what I think about with you and watching you in those three innings. I don't know what it is about this game. This game can be so tough, and I know you're tough on yourself at times. We've talked. But sometimes something just clicks, and away you go. And those three innings were huge for you. I I describe this game a lot like golf. I I love golf, and I hate golf. I love baseball, and I hate it at the same time, you know. When it's going great, you have so much fun playing. Um, And then when when things are kind of going downhill, like, like my swing lately, uh, you know, it's just it's it's frustrating, but you know it's one of those things where I think that's the reason why this game is so great. It's hard to be consistent. So you see you see guys like uh, Mariano Rivera to be so good throughout his career. I mean, it's just incredible. You know, all the all the greats. You know, you look at them and it's 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 pretty crazy to see how good they are for such a long time. And you know, because this game humbles you quickly. Yeah, how is it possible you can play nine holes, be even par? 
You're making pars. You might get some, might get a bogey or birdie in there, and you're feeling great. Uh-huh. And you do the turn, and next thing you know, it's Dr. Hook, and you can't keep the ball in the fairway. How, how the hell does that happen? It's, oh, my gosh, it's frustrating. Just when, usually for me, it's, you know what, I figured out my swing. I got it. And then next thing you know, I have, uh, I'm shooting an eight, you know, a, a, yeah. a plus four or something crazy. So, yeah, it's, it is what it is, you know, just like nicknames. You just got to push through it, and and I know for me this year, I'm really hoping that my struggles will help me later on to kind of identify what's going on a little sooner, and and uh, hopefully, or Lord willing, I can continue the success that I had with the last four or two outings. So I, you know, like golf, the baseball that we have now is like a pro V, and okay. the way and the way it's flying out. The ball is so different now. The, yeah. the seams are really really aren't any seams. The ball's so tight. Have you felt at all that that it has affected your stuff the way the ball is just it's it's different than last year? I mean, it definitely goes further. You know, anyone can say what they want to say, but I mean, facts are home runs are up continuously year after year. Balls flying. Um, you know, maybe maybe this is just me because I'm a sinker ball type guy. I feel like throughout the league, I'm not saying all sinker ball guys are like this, but I feel like throughout the league, a lot of the sinker ball guys are struggling a little bit more this year. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but it just seems like it at least. Uh, but at the same time, I know my, my, my struggles have nothing to do with the baseball. Um, you know, so, you know, it, the ball is different. The ball goes further. But um, at the same time, it's the same thing with that everyone. You know, everyone's dealing with it. So you just kind of per- persevere, figure it out, and, and, and make it work. You know, I think if you guys are all humming and you're all on, uh, firing on all cylinders – the power arms in this bullpen with trying in yourself and Liam. Wow, what a three-headed monster that would be. And now Puck. I mean. What are you seeing him? He's, it's pretty electric. I mean, Randy, Johnson, Randy Johnson-esque. I've, I watched Randy Johnson growing up at the tail end of his career, and you see a little bit of that in, in Puck. I mean, he's big, tall, lefty, throw, throws absolute fuzz, really good slider. Long hair, you know. It's just he's just now he has to just hit a seagull, and and, it's, <laughs> and everything's everything's about right. I mean that kind of comparison. He's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, and uh, and I know that you know Bob has mentioned that comparison. So you truly see this as the stuff of him being able to come out of the bullpen and just essentially blow people away. Well, I, you know, I've I've only played with him for about two weeks in Double A in 2017, I believe, and. He was, you know, the fastball comes out. There's just a different life to it. And then when people are trying to catch up to the to the fastball, he has a very good slider. Um, I know he has a changeup. I don't know if he's working on any other pitches, but, I mean, the guy has some good stuff, and there's a reason why he's here. And, uh, and for sure, it's only going to help us out. What kind of confidence does this ball club have right now, especially after taking three out of four against Houston? I think we have a lot of confidence going in, especially, uh, like you said, especially taking three from Houston, who – and you know we were facing their prime guys too, so it was uh, it was it was nice to do what we did and and, and win games in Houston, um, and it's just pretty much as validation for us. We all know what we're good. We we know we're a good ball ball club. So, but you know coming into a, a, a pretty tough uh, schedule right now, starting off like that really really helps. And when you see the New York Yankees, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's just another team that you got to beat. You know? <laughs> it's another team you got to beat. You're lying to me. <laughs> it means something. Well, yeah. I mean, the Yankees. You know, I obviously last year was 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 pretty cool for me to be able to have the success that I had in the postseason. But and at the end, it didn't really mean anything just because we didn't win that game. But uh, but I know growing up, watching the Yankees, hating the Yankees for a long time. You know, it just it is. You know, they're it's it's a, it's a big team. Um, you know, they're a very very good club. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun fun series, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think what you did in the postseason last year was, I mean, that, that was a real big springboard. I think for you in the off season to realize, you know, how legit that performance was in a wild card game under that kind of pressure. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was an experience of a lifetime. Uh, I, I still remember it very, very vividly. I could probably go detail for detail, and it was just. It was a very cool experience that I never thought I'd be able to experience. You know, as a kid, you always dream of it, but then to actually have it happen is something truly special. So, um, but yeah, it you know it's definitely a big like you know just like last 
last uh, last series. It's a, it was a good confidence builder. You know, I think about you too, and w when we have talked, you can be really critical of yourself. Yeah. Is there ever a time where you have to kind of, when you're looking at the guy in the mirror, you got to pull back and stop being so harsh on yourself and so critical of yourself? I don't think so, personally. Uh, you, you're only, for in, in baseball, especially as a reliever, you're only as good as your last outing. Um, and, and the day you stop trying to improve is the day everyone c catches up. I think that's true with anything in life. Um, I'm just, I've, I've been instilled a, a, a pretty good work ethic from my parents, my, my dad in particular. So I, I'm my biggest critic. Um, I, I, know, I know when I'm, when I'm good and I know when I'm struggling. And it's, and it's very frustrating sometimes, especially, you know, this year has been a little more trying for me. Um, but I, you know, there's a lot of people that tell you got to be a little less on yourself, but I, I don't see it like that. Uh, I think, I think the, the day that I stop being hard on myself is the day that I stop caring, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. How are the traveling Trevinos these days? Oh, they're doing great. They're doing great. They're, my, dad was, uh, my dad was really happy. Really happy about the three-inning stint. Yeah. So I got a lot of calls in the last couple of days. Hey, how you doing, man? You're looking great. You know, <laughs> oh, I love that. Why don't you do that a little more often? So it was nice to – so, you know, yeah, but, yeah, everything's – they're doing good. You know, my sister has a baby on the way here pretty soon. So, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting stuff in the Trevino family. Well, Commander Cody, my producer, both of you guys are Pennsylvania yeah. boys. Yeah, b better PSAC school, though. Uh, where I'm from. from what I've heard, a big rivalry false. here. False. Be yeah, yeah. By false, you mean true. Uh, no. Better PSAC school. Just saying. So I, I still don't understand <laughs> a college in Pennsylvania being called California. Yeah, you know what? That, that is true. But also, I have a, I, I go from a, a school that's Slippery Rock. So, you know, it's really not much better, you know. But, uh, yeah. You guys have produced way more talent than we have. I mean, you guys got you, Matt Adams. Yeah. We Pantuso, got Pantuso's and the we system. Had, we had a failed GM with the Mariners. Well, no, you, you, did, you guys did have uh, – uh, Petty, uh, Kyle, uh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, yeah, he was my draft class. Okay. Yeah, he got the d double A. I can't think of, I can't think of his name. I feel like there's been a few, like, a so few the, guys. the biggest name for us is Eric Harris, who starts at, is he still starting at safety for the Raiders? He is not starting, but he will be playing yeah. for the Raiders. So yeah. that's really about it. And we, we have Brandon uh, F F Fusco. Yeah. The, he was with the Vikings for a while, long time. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, you know, I, Slip Rock's just better. It's just kind of how it is. And what's your school again? <laughs> That's the California University of Pennsylvania. Now, and when you two get together, boy, you don't like each yeah. other. <laughs> I think Lou and I've talked about this. I think we've been to a combined one football game between the monks our uh, yeah. our careers, and I think that was him the one to the one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I, I didn't watch too much football in uh, in college. I was busy doing other stuff. <laughs> did you tell him about your prestigious award? Uh, I did not. Uh, Cal's honor California's honoring me as uh, one of the top. 20 graduates under the age of 40. Oh, wow. That's yeah. You're in the big leagues, awesome. and this is what my big leagues is. is <laughs> no, producing ra streaming sweet. radio. So, Mr. Major Leaguer, have <laughs> you gotten this honor at Slippery Rock? No, not yet. Not yet. So, clearly... <laughs> Clearly, uh, yeah, Cal, Cal likes you a little more. Likes me. I'm just, just, I'm just messing. But um. uh, no, you know what I said? I said it sounds like they're pretty desperate. Yeah, it's the first. <laughs> hey, it's the first year of the award. It might be the only year of the award, but hey, <laughs> that's funny. Well, Lou, thank you. It's all, we always appreciate your time when you come by, and, and your stuff has looked phenomenal. You know how much we're rooting for you. And uh, big series against the Yankees. Good luck and. Keep doing what you're doing because you got it back and pitching with that conviction that we love to see. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, Lord willing, we see a little more of that. You know, for the A's to go deep in the postseason, they're going to need Lou Trevino. They're going to need Blake Trinan. They're going to need Soria. They're going to need Hendricks. They're going to need, yes, Merrow. The bullpen's going to have to throw the ball well. Deekman, I mean, they're going to have to, you're going to, if you're going to make a playoff run and you're going to go deep in the playoffs, uh, the bullpens have to play big. So hopefully, Lou is getting his game back, no question. And our last interview here for this edition of A's Unfiltered, Roxy Bernstein stepped in for me, and we got to really thank Ray Fossey, as Ray Fossey has established a very good relationship with CC Sabathia. And CC has been one of the best pitchers of his era. I do believe CC will be a baseball Hall of Famer. Fossey brought him over. And here is the conversation between Roxy Bernstein and Vallejo's own CC Sabathia. He is the pride of Vallejo, the pride of the 707. By the way, I got to tell you, CC Sabathia joining us here on A's Cast Live. 
our good buddy Ryan Drees texted me. Oh, nice. Said, make sure you say hello to my dude. <laughs> that's my guy. I, it is. You and him go way back. We I, do. I went to college with him. Oh, nice. So that's, and we're still in touch all the time. I know you see him when you guys I go to Arlington. I talk to him all the time. Yeah, I talked to him last night. He's such a good dude. That's my guy. Yeah. The, how are you guys doing? looking up? Uh, uh, we, so we were talking about the CFL, CFL a little bit. <laughs> Did you ever follow the CFL at all? Oh, no. Nobody no. watched Straight that. Straight NFL. Exactly. <laughs> we, we got off on a tangent, which we, we tend to do here. <laughs> but what's it like coming back home again, you know? Get your family here. I know you had a lot of kids out here yesterday. Yeah. What's it like for you to be back? No, it's always fun to be able to come back, you know, being from Vallejo and, and having my whole family here. You know, we had 52 kids from the Boys and Girls Club here awesome. uh, yesterday. We've been doing that in every city, um, you know, my last year, um, you know, getting kids from the Boys and Girls Club. I grew up in the Boys and Girls Club. I uh, had my first baseball experience here in this park with the mm-hmm. Boys and Girls Club. Do you so, remember that uh, day? Definitely. So, um, what stood out? Your first time here at the Coliseum, what stood out to you? Uh, seeing Ricky Henderson and, and Jose Canseco stretching the outfield. You know, it was like the coolest thing in, in the world to me. And, um, you know, just kind of went out, you know, came into the park and just kind of like lit up. Like, this is what I want to do. And, and uh, having that first experience with the Boys and Girls Club, I wanted to try to do that for some kids that still go to the club. And we've been able to do that in every city. It's been a lot of fun. And, and obviously coming home here to Vallejo, having my family here and, you know, my kids here, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been re- really special. Do you still get those chills, CC, walking into the stadium just because it has such an impact on you and your childhood? Yeah, for sure, just driving up, you know, mm-hmm. just driving up to the stadium. And it's always different modes for me. You know, sometimes I could be driving up going to Oracle to watch the Warriors. I could be driving up to come here and watch my Raiders play. And sometimes I could be driving up to come here and get my butt kicked. So <laughs> <laughs> it's that, always different that feelings. rarely, rarely happens, believe <laughs> It's always different feelings pulling up to the Coliseum, but but they're always good mixed emotions for sure. You getting nostalgic at all in your final tour? No, I, you know what? I haven't been, man, and, and I want to like feel mm-hmm. something, but you know, us trying to win every day and, and go out trying to win a championship, um, that's been the main focus. Um, the only thing I got really like you know, kind of like teary-eyed and like sad about was not being in the fantasy football league. This is my <laughs> last draft, <laughs> so I'm like I'm a little nervous about that, but. Uh, no, I mean it, it's it's been uh, it's been great, and and uh, just keeping my mind off, you know, it being my last year, and us trying to win every every day has been it's been a lot of fun. Just came off the injury list. You you started recently, and you're going to pitch in L.A. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Any bittersweet though that you're not going to pitch here in this series? Have one last time to take them out here in you Oakland. See my ERA here. I'm so happy I'm not pitching. <laughs> Come on, pitchers love coming here with all the foul ground. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> so, no, I was happy when I, when I got to skip this place. A yeah. little bit different mentally when you're pitching here just because you have so many friends and family? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hard place to pitch me because I, I look everywhere and there's somebody I know. You know what I mean? Like I'm warming, <laughs> CC, what's up, man? I'm warming up in the outfield, there's somebody I know. I look over here at the third base line, there's somebody I know. So, like, when I'm in this park and I'm pitching, the everybody here is, I feel like, from Vallejo. So, it makes it a little hard. For you, when you come back, how hard do you get hit for tickets? With, like, friends, family, hey, I, I got to come check you out. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, you know, that's just a part of it, you know. Uh, <laughs> you draw the line anywhere? No, there's no <laughs> line to be drawn. So, if it's 250, it's 250. If it's, wow. Yeah, I mean. Somehow, there's, there's we, been, got, we got to get in the CC Sebastian pass <laughs> there's been, there's been, There's been some high numbers for sure over the years, but it's been a lot of fun. What's it been like with this group this year? When you when you look at the offense and the way you guys are able to swing it, and this group having the best record in baseball, what's it been like to be with this ball club? It's been a lot of fun, and you know, obviously, all the injuries that we've been through. Um, you know, having guys come up and step up. You know, the Mike Talkman, Gio Urshela, you know, Domingo Herman coming in, stepping up. You know, if you'd have told me we had the best record in baseball, and you know, two of our best pitchers, you know, Dylan uh, Batances and Luis Severino hadn't thrown a pitch this year. I'll tell you, crazy. So. Um, it's been fun to, to be around this group and to see how we've been, you know, persevering over all the injuries and, um, you know, just trying to keep going every day out and, and, and win a baseball game. You've been a lot of, around a lot of great people in the game. Now that Aaron Boone's in his second year as your manager, have you seen a change in him? Because you knew him as the player. Yeah. Now you're playing for him. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch him, uh, you know, kind of turn into this manager. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. Like, I, like you said, I've known him as, I knew him as a player was a teammate of his and we you know we've been friends you know that whole time so to see him as a manager I always knew he could do it mm-hmm. um to see him managing this club and doing it so well um you know I definitely feel like I take some pride in that it feels good now I, I know you got thrown out of the game the other day but <laughs> when, when you see a skipper like that and Aaron has had to feel his way as a manager but when you see him have everybody's back mm-hmm. when he's out there fighting for you guys 
What does that do for you, for everybody in the clubhouse? Oh, I mean, I think if you just look at it, it rallies us, you know, it rallies us, you know. And, you know, he went out on that and went on that rant called us savages. <laughs> now we all wear savages t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? So we love it, you know. And I think, you know, players, you know, love when their manager has their back. And, and uh, you know, no, no matter what, you know, wrong or right, you know, you want your guy to have your back. CC Sabathia with us here on A's Cast Live, joining us here at the Coliseum as the A's and Yankees are playing tonight in game two of the series. When you were coming here, was Ricky always – was that the guy you wanted to see? Yeah, Ricky was always the guy. Uh, Mark McGuire because I play first base. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, really all those teams, you know, uh, late 80s, you know, through the mid-90s, um, you know, Carney Lansford, you know, uh, Walt Weiss, Mike Gallego. I can go around the diamond. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my squad. So, um, you know, really all of them. But uh, Ricky, Ricky was always my guy just because he was from here too. And that, that's always – he's had such an impact on everybody mm-hmm. just because, like you said, being local. And, and Dave Stewart also mm-hmm. being the local guy. Were, were those the guys growing up in Vallejo that you looked up to that you wanted to emulate when you saw what, not just what they did on the field but off the field as well? De- definitely Stu um, off the field. You know, watching what he did, um, you know, being in the community and stuff like that made me definitely want to give back. And, um, you know, he was always just a great role model. Obviously a bulldog out on the field, but – Always just a great role model in the community and, and somebody, you know, really that I wanted to follow and, you know, kind of the reason why I started my Pitch In Foundation. I know you got to get going. you got a game to get ready for, at least <laughs> warm up for. But let me ask you this. You've given so much back to the community, whether it's the Boys and Girls Club, all the kids you had. Why is it so important to you for to give back? Uh, just like I said well, at the beginning of the interview, my first experience was through the Boys and Girls Club coming to a baseball game. So, um, you know, if, if I can, you know, be that tool for some kid, um, you know, whether it's here or New York, um, you know, it's, it's all worth it, and, and it, you know, I feel an obligation to give back because without, you know, volunteers, you know, GVRD, Boys and Girls Club, you know, different things, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So um, hopefully I can do that for some kids, uh, you know, across the country. You're doing this next, aren't you? Uh, I want to. I know. No, you've got some training. I've <laughs> I, seen you on listen, the get up in the morning. If I can wear, like, a, a Jordan tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the comfort, right? It's all about the comfort. Really appreciate the time, CeCe. Thanks for coming over. No problem. All right, I'm going to text that picture to Drees. <laughs> so, you see, you're, 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 your two boys are hanging out. <laughs> for sure. CC, sure. great. Thank you very thank much. You guys, appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed A's Unfiltered. We got to thank Johnny Damon, the two-time World Series champion, the former Rookie of the Year, Bobby Crosby, A's right-hander Lou Trevino, and then future Hall of Famer CC Sabathia. A's Unfiltered, always a lot of fun to do. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you out at the treehouse. Come say hello to us at your next A's game. You've been listening to A's Unfiltered on A's Cast, powered by TuneIn. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.